You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Ulysses, we got to do something about your headset. It is just creaking like crazy, like it's a home from the 1800s. It is bad. You got to keep that thing still. Uh, yeah, I pretty much have a stick neck because if I move a little bit, then uh, I needed the WD-40. So yeah. any chance you can get at WD-40, uh, that You might need this microphone. I think we need to switch that one out. That'd uh, be nice. Maybe in between the breaks <laughs> or uh, the next episode. That yeah. might have to be the move right there. Just a little substitution. <laughs> Take that, you know. I, I think need a that, pinch hitter. That, I need that, a pinch hitter. Yeah, that's had its five innings. Roll yeah. it out, and, and let's get the uh, backup microphone yeah. in. Uh, we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Ulysses, speaking of YouTube, our subscriber count, last I checked is above 200 people we made it 202 my goodness you guys are so awesome you're making us cross that line zach of course our third co-host today guest part of that yes um man it's really exciting so thank you all so much thank you um kevin for for bringing it up uh yes and do you know who number 200 is Oh, no, I haven't. We should oh, look that I thought up. you were in charge of that. So. No, no, because there were uh, notifications sometimes get yeah. lost. You really shuffle. dropped the ball on this one, got to say. You I really, did it. This is a Kevin Crash moment. There's no 200. Ulysses. I'll look it up. Somebody did comment 201, but I didn't catch that. I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't. I don't think it was like a real name, though. Like yeah, a little inside baseball. Ulysses and I are pretty busy this uh Believe it or not, uh, it's kind of a, a blessing in disguise that... Uh, hey, easy. None of that. Let's just say... Let's just introduce our third co-host yeah, let's of the day. In, let's introduce our third co-host of the day, uh, Zach Dab. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's good to be back. Always enjoy being on the pod. Absolutely. Um, how are you coping with the seemingly never-ending lockout and i from what i understand the uh players association the union i guess and uh the owners met today for about a good 15 minutes and then it ended quickly after that and it wasn't a good it wasn't 15 minutes as in oh yeah well, we we agree on all these things we're ready to start this season. it was fine. A, yeah. like a very hostile 15 minutes so yeah sounded like about the length of a bad job interview which seems like how all these all these have been going so far all these meetings have been going honestly like i am in the like i've been like looking to anything else it doesn't help that football season is over now so there's like there's just not a lot going on i have been i have been like reduced to just following golf but my favorite golfer is not doing very well recently so i just have i'm just like like looking up highlight videos on youtube and just praying that eventually there'll be something that is not a highlight it'll be like present sports happening mm. and all those highlights of the past so uh tangent alert i've got a tangent alert okay. uh zach who is your favorite golfer ricky fowler is my favorite golfer has been okay. for several years now and uh are you a golfer yourself i am a golfer i don't purport to be a very good golfer but i have been golfing since i was since i was young my dad got me into it i've been 
playing since I was probably like eight or nine. Oh, he's um, good. Oh, he's good. So, what, what's your handicap? What's your handicap? Uh, my handicap is like on a very good day. It's like a 20, like on a very good day. Like okay. I'm, I'm, it's not like, it's nothing to write home about. I think part of the problem is I haven't been able to play consistently. Um, I was yeah. at a, there was a point where like I was playing like once every couple of weekends, like when I was like a, like a, I think it was like a sophomore one summer. I lived near some golf courses. I played pretty consistently, but nowadays I don't get out too much just because of grad school. But hopefully I'm hoping to get back on the course and like slowly but surely get back into some decent form. So I can okay, drop pretty well. But once I get to within like 150 yards of the green, it's just just dies. Mm. No, but I I think uh, Zach's probably around my marker, so we there could have go. a good time. We All could right. go back and forth yeah. a little bit. The, the cool. consistency angle. I'll join and be. make you guys look better. There you go. Yeah, You're you welcome. can drive the there car. There you go. There you go. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be in charge of the cigars uh, and the drinks. There we go. <laughs> yeah. um, so, oh, can I mention this too? Please, I, not to keep going off on a tangent, but uh, I do want to hype up the YouTube page. My, our next goal. Okay, I figured it out. The next goal. So we're at two hundred and two subscribers right now. We are. We need to get to two sixteen. Do you know why we need to get to two sixteen, Zach or Ulysses? Two sixteen. That must be however many home runs Carlos Pena hit with the Rays. Incorrect, Zach. Two sixteen. Is that? Uh, oh, is that some rela- Is that some relation to Wander Franco's contract number? Uh, good guess. Incorrect. It was Mike Zanino's batting average in twenty twenty one. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. funnily enough, uh, I do have number 200 and 201, 200 at say. I knew it was like a, not an actual like name mm. at say. So thank you at say and Shiba Gal. So there you go. Okay, Kevin. very good. Yeah. Thank you for looking that up. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, okay, getting back to some actual baseball stuff now, I guess we'll have to do a Locked on Golf podcast with zach it's that's happening which i don't sure. think the locked on podcast network has i don't think they've got a locked on golf as of yet although probably maybe there's my end that's my end right there there yeah. you go zach that that's that's, that's the opportunity. no i'm not even kidding like you should email them and reach out and 100%. say hey, you need a golf podcast because they would probably sign 100%. up for that um so the we we have yet to have baseball going on and it looks as every day passes that the season will be delayed uh zach want to get your take an impression on this from a fan's perspective uh what are you thinking about or looking at as far as the number of games this year you think the 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 both sides are going to be able to work this thing out quickly enough and they'll be able to squeeze 155 160 games or are we looking at uh, maybe it could be 130 game season 140 game season or somewhere maybe in between that you know i think that um i think what I'm thinking about is maybe like 150 games because I think that while I think we at this point, I think we're going to lose some games. I think that once we start to actually lose spring training and lose games, the public reaction is going to turn so sour so quickly that they're sort of going to be forced. Like right now it's definitely very negative, but when you have people who have bought tickets or maybe are season ticket holders, or you get, into these people who are like expecting to go to these games and expecting for baseball to be back and it's not happening. The reaction is going to go so negative so fast. I think they'll be motivated to like speed up, you know, trying to get something, something hammered out. And I mean, obviously the players don't want, um, the players don't want this lockout to happen. I think we, I, I can't remember who I was hearing talking about this, but 
part of the problem with this whole, you know, if they lose games is you then have to renegotiate how their contracts work for this year. Cause they right. ran into that during the shortened season in 2020, where because they had a shortened season, less games, you had to, yeah, there's a whole other negotiation about just how their contracts were going to work. So right. I think that's also a motivation of like, well, if you, if you lose too many games here, you're going to have a whole other mess of problems with just the contracts. And that's going to only make it a longer and longer process to like get it all started. So I think they recognize that and don't really want to get too deep. I would be surprised if we lose more than like 20 or 30 games. Cause I think if we lose, honestly, I think if we lose more than 20 or 30 games, we might lose like 50 or 60 games just because of all the additional, mm. like no negotiations that are going to have to happen with contracts to get us I, on the field. I like the perspective, but I'm going to put you on the hot seat though. Like what is, the number that you think they're going to be playing 150 and over under oh exactly and over under is it uh, 100 games over under uh over 100 games 120 over under over 140 over uh, okay that's kind of the the okay. tough question and quite frankly like if we're just looking at this logically and logistically i would in a normal world I would be okay if the next CBA said we're playing a 140 game season. Yeah, make it a little bit more manageable for I, even the yeah. fans. If man. if they yeah. look, we love baseball as much as the next guy, but you include 162 spring training playoffs. It's a lot of baseball. It's a lot. It's a lot of baseball. And if it came to that where it's 140, 145 game season, which I don't think it will, because you all the teams want that extra revenue from all those extra games. But I would be, I will be okay with this lockout. Like if the season doesn't start until May, I will be okay with that. So long as we have expanded playoffs and universal DH, if those are two of the main outcomes out of this, I'm like, okay, they, they fix something at least from my perspective, my vantage point. I know Ulysses, you're not big on the expanded playoffs. I think we agree on the universal DH. Yeah. Universal DH is fine. I mean, you know, I don't want to have to see a pitcher hit when he hasn't done that for five years in the minors, yeah. you know, that, that, that makes let no alone sense. run the bases. That's where guys can really get. Yeah. It does, yeah. As a doesn't make sense at all. So I'm fine with that. Uh, again, my problem with expanded playoffs is the same as it always has been. Number one, you're not giving anything to division winners. You have well, to, you, they could, you have they could work it out. I like, see, but that's another thing though. Yeah. Expanding playoffs would mean making another step. And I'm not sure they're willing to do that work for that next step. They couldn't solve that in 15 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. So then that's my problem with expanded playoffs. And number two, then, then shorten the season. If there's going to be, expanded that's what playoffs. I'm saying. I, I would like to see a 140 game season and 14 teams make the playoffs. Because have ex- 162 plus expanded playoffs. What, what are we doing here? This is a, an eight month, uh, uh, well, that's sport. what I've been saying is that that's why, why do we play six months for a one game wild card? But that's the thing though. You, you can't have expanded playoffs without giving the division winners something extra. And I don't think MLB is, is thinking about that. And you can't have expanded playoffs without shortening 162, which I don't think they want to do either. So both of those things carry extra weights that MLB is not willing to do. Zach, where do you stand on this? <laughs> well, I think it gets tricky because you look at the – I think there's two. There's an issue for each side. I think for the player side, they're concerned about injuries. And for the owner side, they just want more money. And so there's a weird – like there's a dichotomy there because if you if you could do 162 games and expanded playoffs, that's a lot of wear and tear. I think especially for the pitchers. That gets tough. You're asking guys – you know, they say like, oh, in the olden days, they could just – they could throw, you know – 
700 innings. Well, now with the with the high velocity that's being put on these pitchers' arms, I don't know if like are you are you going to have any pitchers left by the end of those expanded playoffs? Like just just probably have expanded just, rosters too. That's probably what they should consider. Exactly, there right. are many ways then, added onto this. Yeah, but then what's the quality of the of those rosters? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm certainly like the Rays. We would benefit from that. You know, we would be yeah. like, by all means, let us carry, you know, we'll, we'll carry the Shanes and whoever else has been great for us in the minor, you know, system that can, we can bring up. But a lot of other teams, they're going to like fall off really quickly and then you're going to get less quality of baseball. And so then like, is it like, what's the benefit? What's the cost benefit analysis of that? I think that I really do think that even though they're not going to go for it, I agree the best situation is let's do 140 and expanded playoffs because I think there's there's a it's a good thing to make you know, more teams buy in at the end of the season. So we're not getting like half the league tanking after the, you know, after the trade deadline, you know, where there's, you know, they're out of the playoff race, but I also don't think we can ask these players to play, you know, whatever, 200 games, you know, every year. Like it's just not, I just don't think it's sustainable. You know, you, you talk about wear and tear and, and, and how do you get that energy, Zach? Let's say you really wanted something, with low calories, high protein, and delicious flavor, Zach. What what are you to do? Well, you know, there's this there's this little rectangular object I've heard of called a built bar that I think could help me in that scenario. Gosh, Kevin, that's yeah. how you know Zach Dab is all about built bars. When you started that that transition to the live read, I thought you were going with let's go to seven inning games, but you went off course and went to the built bar. I got to go to the built bar. When do you okay. not have to go to a built bar if you want something delicious covered in 100% real chocolate? Yes, they're low in calorie. Yes, they're high in protein. And yes, you can replace your candy bars with built bars because why? They are better. And how do you get built bars? You go to built.com, you scroll down all the way to the bottom, and you get that promo code, which is locked15. If you do this, you get 15% off your order. So today, the one thing you have to do is you go to built.com, you pick all those delicious flavors that you like, maybe mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, puffs, whichever one you like. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your order at built.com. Uh, Ulysses, I've said this many times that if Austin Meadows had just incorporated Built Bars into his diet in 2021, he very well could have gotten 30 home runs. You have said this many a times. We should DM him about this, too. We should. Yeah. Say, hey, less fishing, less Miller Lights, more, more Built Bars. Bars. That's there you the go. key right That's there. That's 30 home runs right there. And maybe if he got to 30 home runs, the Rays wouldn't seemingly be considering trading him as one Mark Topkin put out or threw crap to the wall. That's crap to the wall. Zach, how do you, how do you find this whole uh, rumor mill about Austin Meadows? Is it believable? Is it in the, in the spectrum of things that could happen, but you very much doubt? Where do you fall on this? I, I definitely think it's in the spectrum of things that could happen if the right deal came about, but it's not very likely just because I think we are in a position where we don't really want to be trading our offensive pieces. You know, we have the pitching is very solid for us, you know, especially when you look to the minors, but like they're like the power bats, the proven power bats are not something we have a lot of. If you look at the rest of the Rays roster, like there just isn't like, I mean, we, there's some guys that could develop into those power guys, but if like for next year, if we trade Austin Meadows, 
where are those 100 RBIs coming from next year? Like, yeah, where are we right. getting those 100 RBIs? I don't know, to be honest with you. Maybe maybe Josh Lowe can come up and give us some of those RBIs. Maybe Randy breaks out and Wander breaks out. We get some of those RBIs from them. But, like, I just think that that's a lot of production to replace for what for the value. I don't, I don't know what they're willing to, you know, what people are willing to pay for him. I think he's worth a lot, but I don't know. It's tough to know what, you know, what people are willing to trade for him. Yeah, that's a really good point is because we've talked about you want that extra middle of the order bat. Nelson Cruz seemingly right now isn't coming back. And I know the Rays are going to be shopping or looking for a right-handed bat first type, but who knows what the market is. If they don't like what they see out there, then that could bring up some questions. Um, Yandy Diaz, you you never know if he's going to – uh, tap into the power potential that he has. Look, I like Yandy Diaz and what he brings to the table, but you, you know, if you're the average baseball fan, you look at that guy and say, yeah, I'll give you 25 bombs, but that's just not his game. G man, Choi, eh, okay. platoon guy, platoon yeah, guy. guy. Uh, Zach, you made a good point. Josh Lowe could be maybe, right. but, but as a rookie, is he going to do that? I don't even know if Josh Lowe has that type of power potential. We know Austin Meadows has that right now. Yeah. I would rather see, and I know it's it, – look, if we're just talking about creating spots for Josh Lowe and creating spots for Vidal Brujan and creating spots for other guys, I would rather – okay, I, I know how much of a fan favorite that Brett Phillips is. Trade Brett Phillips. Trade Manny Margot. Trade Kevin Kiermaier. Those three guys are more or less do the same thing. Overall value. We have to, we can't go into, well, Keke is defensive prowess. Yes, he is. But overall value is what matters. So when you, that's why war, F4, BR, F4, you know, when you look at them, it, it kind of helps shape that big picture stuff. Yeah. And so who is more valuable at the end of the day? You mentioned Nelson Cruz, who probably is not going to be back with, with the Rays. Probably not. I, are, I've said this. I You can bank on it. Uh, nope, not going to put a prop bet on it yet. Don't. I will say he is likely – I could see a scenario where he winds up with the Seattle Mariners. Okay. I'll, I'll entertain that in another episode. Okay. That's 13 home runs, 36 RBIs from Nelson Cruz in 55 games. I know most people don't really – like what he offered the race, I understand that there was a, a level of not exceeded expectations nor came close to the expectations. Yeah. Those numbers are still 55 games played, 13 yeah. bombs, 36 RBI. That's a productive let al- player. Let alone the pro- uh, the protection he provided for the guys. Austin in Meadows of- for yes. Brandon Lau. So a value number on that protection. Yeah, so Zach, when he's saying, where are you going to take those 100 RBIs? But it's to your point, who's yeah. offering that protection? Austin, If Austin Meadows leaves, that lineup is now the way thinner. That's we always thing. talked about Nelson Cruz makes this whole lineup so thick, the best ever, and it was. You take out Nelson Cruz, you take out Austin Meadows. What I mean, yeah, that, that lineup is now very thinning. Yeah. Now, it is funny because if you ask – because we put the poll up on which race player would you least like to see the team part with this season? Kevin Kiermaier, Austin Meadows, Manny Margot. I'm willing to, I don't know if I would bet on this, but I'm willing to suggest that there are pitchers in that race locker room that would choose Kevin Kiermaier. 
because of that center field presence or Manny Margot or just that defensive first center fielder. They would like Brett Phillips up there too. But then again, you could also say, yeah, it's nice to have some uh, insurance runs from Austin Meadows. But just when you're on the mound, you're that guy alone as the pitcher and you know you have that safety net behind you that KK – mostly KK, is going to scoop up anything and everything. Yeah. That's nice to have that behind your back. If you could lean one way or another, Zach, that it is happening, that he does get traded or he doesn't, where do you lean on? Meadows or KK? Meadows. Meadows, okay. I think I think Meadows is not going to get traded, but I will tell you this. I think Manuel Margot is not long for a raised uniform. I think uh-huh. that he has he has value defensively. He does have some. He has a little bit more offensive value. Doesn't have as much defensive value as KK, but has a little more offensive value than KK. I think he is a he is trade bait as soon as this as soon as these uh, CBA talks wrap wrap up. I think he is, a, and I would like to keep him. But I think he is a, that sort of that middle range where you could you could say that well we still have Brett Phillips and Kevin Kiermaier. And Margot is going to get you more value than either of those players, in my opinion, even though I love KK. I think Margot yeah. is kind of – he's a little younger. I think he's the guy that you could you could get some value for. I don't know what value they're looking for, but I think he could get you a little more value than either of those guys. That's interesting because then I, I, I wouldn't put it that it won't happen like that, but then you're, you're pigeonholing yourself with KK lefty, Brett Phillips lefty, Josh Lowe lefty. Yeah, Meadows lefty. Austin Meadows lefty. So then yeah. now your outfield would be a lot of lefty. So you you would be kind of you still have you Randy. Know, unless you're trying to replace Vidal with what Margot does as a switch hitter, but who's to say what yeah. he's going to be able to bring to the yeah. table? That would be tough. That would be tough. Look, somebody's got to go. Some out. I would think that there's going to be some outfielder traded. There's some raise outfielder yeah. traded Too much before depth. the season starts. You, uh, yeah. uh, Rosarena, Meadows, Kiermaier, Margot. Phillips, Josh Lowe. Did we miss anybody? I, yeah. Did we miss anybody? I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. And you know what? Bruhan could play the, the outfield too. I mean, he literally did yeah. uh, in his major league debut, uh, the second game. So six, seven guys, you need space, man. Somebody's going. Who is it? Mr. $12 million man or Brett Phillips and Margot shipped off somewhere yeah. as a little package. All of them. They're going to trade. They're going to have a brand new outfield to start. Who knows? Uh, it's it's funny to think about. Look, I, I will. So you said on the last episode regarding KK's value, it's not really there with other teams because of the salary. But I will say this to that: um, twelve million dollars to the Rays is not twelve million dollars to twenty-five other organizations. True, but if they don't care what he provides for those twelve million dollars, they might see it. As, uh, but I think that's why they would be going after him. They're looking for that. They, KK's got a reputation defensively. You know, we've talked about this off screen. Look, I think. But a good place, I think, for KK would be Philadelphia. Joe Girardi knows how he plays. He saw him so long. They used to play the Kier, Will Kiermaier catch that during BP. Yeah. They used to play that in the Yankees uh, dugout. Uh, Hard-nosed player. Philadelphia loves that. He would be right next to Bryce Harper, and I think that would be a very interesting thing to watch. KK feeling like he's the guy in the outfield, and Bryce Harper knowing that he's the guy maybe with the bat and doesn't want to give KK so much range. I think that would be good television for everybody to watch. 
Uh, and they've got money. So $12 million, to your point, they would be like, yeah. oh, it's Dombrowski. 12 mil. Here you go. Well, you know who the general manager of the Phillies is, right? Oh, yeah. That, you're right. Sam it's uh, Sam Fold. Yeah. Did Sam Fold ever play with KK? Sam with the Fold left in 2013, which was the first okay. defensive replacement of KK. So, yeah. Look, I think that would be great theater and yeah. storylines. I, I think it could wind up being a little bit of a Crawford situation. The, the Philly fans turn on KK Only for one year, baby. And then you have the, the big personality of Bryce Harper and others. Uh, I mean, I think the Rays could definitely get a windfall. Not a windfall in that deal, but they could win one over on the Phillies. I mean, we got Curtis Mead from them for nothing, basically. So it's not... Well, I know it was a different front office then, but I, get my point. I, I, I know you're a KK guy, Zach. So what, what do you think if, let's say, if you if you have to see KK go, is there a place where you think that you, you, you see a, a nice linkage for, for KK? I mean, my big thing is I just don't want to – I want him to go to the National League. I don't want to have to see him, you know, <laughs> catching, you know – Austin Meadows pot flies sometime later in the season. You know, I want him to go. So, so I mean, I would be okay with the Phillies. That'd be good television. Um, I wonder if like a team like the Brewers, because we've kind of done business with them in the past. Oh yeah. Know, okay. Could go there. Have a lot like, of race players already. They yeah. do have a lot of race players. They seem to like race players. I think there's some value he could have some value defensively there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to say, I just, what my fear is him going somewhere like, cause the, a team that comes to mind that needs defense is a team like, you know, like the Yankees or Boston. They have they struggled defensively last year. They could use a defensive ace and I would really not, I don't think they would trade him there, but that's like, that's, that's my worst nightmare is him going somewhere in division or somewhere in the AL where I have to see him again. Yeah. Kevin, if you had to put green Skittles on if KK decides to stay or not actually decides to stay, if the front office decides yeah. for him to stay or go, where would you put those green Skittles, man? Uh, there's only one place I would do that, and that is Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, as football is no longer. Oh, this is an old rate. I got to cut this one out. <laughs> Bet online. Oh my gosh. What I can tell you about bet online is this betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcast and news this season. And I'm sure at some point they will come up with a KK prop bet. Like that is absolutely going to happen. Uh, and look, football season's over. Forget about it. We're not even talking about that anymore. Uh, bet online also has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL boxing, UFC, along with real-time updates of current games. No baseball, though, right now, because there is a lockout going on. Uh, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Uh, okay, Zach, before we get to uh, our traditional, we usually do uh, baseball trivia, name that war on Friday, but a little special edition on Thursday because we've got Zach in the guest co-host chair right now. I want to get your take on uh, the split season idea no longer alive. It is dead. It is, it is gone for good, we think, anyway. Just uh, your reaction to that. I think I tweeted the the day that it came out, like the beast is dead or the witch is dead or something. Like as soon as it as soon as it happened, I'm I am very glad to not have to hear about at least the Montreal split city plan anymore. Um, mm-hmm. It's a big victory for I think Rays fan Tampa Bay Rays fans. You know, Rays fans like knowing that we're not gonna like have our team go to a different city. And even though I don't live down there, I still associate them so much with Tampa. Even though I live in a different state, I would feel I would feel a certain type of way if they ever moved. 
Um, so I, I'm just I'm just glad we don't have to hear about it anymore. I mean, obviously, you guys talked about it. I think uh, a couple of days ago that we're not. This isn't the end of hearing about stadium talk right. and moving talk and maybe moving to a like different spot around the area. Who knows? It's it's definitely frustrating that it seems like every that we seem to like every time we want to celebrate as Rays fans, we seem to always have had to sort of secede that with like, oh, also there's this Montreal plan, like with you know with the Wander expansion. We then got like news not long after that about the sister city. So it's kind of nice that maybe that's like at least we don't have to hear as much about it for a little while. That would be my hope. But um, I'm just glad that. I'm just glad that this, like, that Stu can no longer torment us with this demon any longer. Oh, he'll find a way to torment us. <laughs> find That's going to happen. Find he'll do it in different he, ways, but he'll do it. He just, and it's just, it's like, and it's part of it, part of my frustration is, it, and it, it also boils into the lockout thing, is it just feels like these owners, do they actually love baseball? Like, and it feels like so many of them just don't, they just don't care. They, they see it as a business. Like, I think, I think Paston had a tweet earlier today that was like, most of like half the owners love baseball. The other half see it as an investment or as a, like a glorified watch, you know, for billionaires. So like owning a team is a glorified watch for billionaires. Yeah. And so it's like, what yeah. like is really frustrating when you, when you, when like us as fans are super passionate about this team and you have the people that are in charge of it and may, are helping make these decisions like for the future of your franchise that you love. And they could care less really, as long as it makes them money. Yeah. Just, it, it, there's, there's this feeling of, impotence that comes as a as a sports fan because obviously you you can't do anything about it but when you see the owners that you know they're they have that's their that like their seventh gig is owning a baseball team yeah. it's not their primary nine to five like they, they made their a, money elsewhere and they yeah. have a baseball team because they have so much money they're like oh you know what also you know what's cool hey kevin you know what's cool i'm gonna get a, a mcchicken that's, yeah and they for them it's like hey you know what's cool I'm going to get myself a baseball franchise. Be right back. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure that all of them got into owning a baseball team because they at one point or some point liked baseball to varying degrees. But I think just based on the type of people, I mean, they're billionaires. They're very successful businessmen, businesswomen. I mean, they're very successful people in that when it gets into owning said team that they probably – get into that mindset of how do I make money here? Like it changes for them at a certain point, or if they can't, they figure out, Hey, we can't really win. We might as well make money. They're like that star Wars, uh, gif. I know I might lose you on this one, Kevin, but maybe Zach has me, uh, more. They're yeah. like that. gif. Kylo Ren in the, in the, in the ATAT at the end of last Jedi. Yes, exactly. You guys more. are, you guys are speaking a different language right now. I don't know <laughs> what you're doing. Some Mandarin over there. But yeah, man, on. that, that's what it feels like. It's very frustrating, but hopefully like, like you said, it's really nice that we don't have to worry about hearing about split city ever yeah. again. And, and that's nice. Uh, before trivia, Zach, 2028, the rays are playing where, what city? I'm going to say Ebor city full time. Full time Ebor City. Okay, I'll uh, I'll put you to that. I like yeah, it. That. Right, that's, I like that's it too. My, my bet. There you Look, go. We'll we'll throw everything that Stu Sternberg has done under the rug if that is the yes. The I reality. will forget. I will forgive and forget, baby. Yeah. Give me Ebor for eighty one. Mm. Walk off and then just go to the cigar bar. Mm. That would be nice. That would be nice. Well, okay. maybe more like uh, seventy home games. We don't need a hundred. 
or eh, whatever. Anyway, uh, okay. Baseball trivia. Uh, my question and Zach, it's we're doing a little bit different. So Zach will give us a name that war, and then I've got a uh, traditional trivia question That's for correct. you guys to try to answer. So uh, we mentioned Austin Meadows, and not only was he good at hitting home runs and driving in runs, but also sacrifice flies was also quite a specialty for him. So in front of me, I have a list of uh, Rays and Devil Rays players that were quite prolific, at least, you know, for the franchise and drumming up sacrifice flies. There are, I have a list in front of me of nine players that accumulated at least 20 sacrifice flies while with the Rays slash Devil Rays organization. I need five of these nine names. Again, Nine players accumulated at least 20 sacrifice flies while with the Tampa Bay Rays slash Devil Rays organization. Name five of these guys. Uh, we'll let Zach start it off, see if he can get it. Um, I'm going to say my first guess is going to be Pena. Pena is correct. He is sixth on this list with 27. Um, I, I'm going to take a, a little bit of a wild guess here. Logan Morrison. Strike one. Incorrect. Um, let's go with just for... And let me preface this. This is a not for a single season. This is their this entire is the time with the organization. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like longevity. Longoria. Evan Longoria would be correct. He is number one on this list with 76. Six. Wow. That's a lot of sack flies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kevin Kiermeyer? Uh Incorrect. Mm-hmm. Incorrect. Strike two? Yeah. Well, Kevin Kiermeyer's had a lot of strike twos, but yes, yeah, a lot of Jack also has a strike two. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I'm making Ulysses crack up today. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, man. Carl you Crawford. Uh, Carl Crawford, number three on this list with 35. You are still alive. <sighs> good at that, Zach. Stay alive. Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna two and two count right now. Yeah. Um, let's see. Longevity—that's the name of the game. Um, longevity, and you got to be somewhat decent. Yeah, we got to got to be a you know half decent player. Uh, these are just with the Rays, correct? Just with the Rays. These just are the- sacrifice flies while put up with the Rays and/or Devil Rays. And/or Devil Rays. By the way, people, while Zach thinks, if you have a trivia question, you are more than welcome to DM us privately to me and or and, and Kevin yeah. or locked on race you can email us you can put it on the YouTube chat that you've got an idea so mm-hmm. and before before we continue this to give uh, Zach a couple more seconds here uh, you can also DM email us mailback questions yeah. as well of course baseball raise whatever it may be life sports we don't care We'll answer those questions. Uh, okay, Zach, going to need a guess here. All right, I'm going to guess Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs is incorrect. Strike three. Uh, Ulysses, go for it. BJ Upton. 
Correct. He is number four on this list with 30. Uh, ben Zobrist. Ben Zobrist is correct. Uh, number two on this list with 46. Should have had those. Um, you want to keep going? Go with Brandon Lau. Uh, strike one. Okay. I'm going to go with Johnny Gomes. Johnny Gomes is strike two, but good idea because he had 19. Oh, come on. That's not 20. That's not 20. Brutal. All right. Um, Rocco Baldelli. Strike three. Mm. Your workout buddy is going to be very upset with you. No. Maddie Joyce? Matt Joyce, 28 sacrifice fly. Really? I'll tell him I, I Next time you work out him. with him, yeah, you yeah. should apologize I should. profusely. I should. Uh, number seven. So we have Longo, Zobrist, Crawford, Upton, Joyce, Pena. Number seven, Toby Hall with 26. Also tied at seven with 26. Uh, not the most beloved baseball player at Aubrey Hoff. Aubrey Hoff um, is on the list. Number nine, John Flaherty. Wow. Yeah, 20 exactly. Look then, at that. Almost. Yeah, very good. Well, Zach, it's, ter- it's time for you to put us in the hot seat for Name That War. Who should we guess? Yes, it is that time. And, you know, I went – I did a little bit of research for this one because did you know there's actually we, – we've been having all these conversations about Montreal and Tampa. Did you know there's actually several players who played for both the Montreal Expos and the Tampa Bay Rays? There's actually more than you might think. There's like 30 or 40. And oh, there's actually great. one player who not only played for the Montreal Expos was also on the 2008 um, World Series run team. And that is a player by the name of Cliff – Floyd, can you name Cliff Floyd's wow. career war? That's really good. That's a good one. Oh, Zach. Now on MLB Network, I believe, Cliff yes. Floyd. Yes, Wearing mm-hmm. very nice suits and watches. Yeah, he's got the swag. Yes. yes. Also a Florida Marlin for also a period. You probably probably know him for the Marlins, I think, probably. Yes. Maybe he was on the Expos for a while. I will say he had a longer career than you might think. He played baseball for a long time. Okay. That's Do you good. want me to guess first? Yes. Okay. I'm going to make some napkins. Because I could very well just kind of piggyback off Ulysses' crazy Rain Man baseball <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> so, you know, he, he throws out a number, and I just pick good. slightly under or over it. That's so good. Uh, I'm going to go with my first instinct. Man, I am making Ulysses crack up today. How about Thank that? Thank you for that. Thank you for Love that. Love it. Um, 18. No, 18.1 is 18. Cliff point 18.1. Yes, that okay. is my guess. That's your guess. Cliff All right. Career war on baseball reference. Okay. I'm also just going to add a little, uh, little fun fact to it. I'm going to say he had somewhere between 180 and 210 home runs for his career. I'm going to mm. go with 22 war. 22 war. All right. So you, Ulysses is the closer one of the two of you. Um, he, should I tell you, do you want to take another guess or should I give you the, I give you his war? No, no, give us the war. His career war is 25.9 on baseball reference. And um, Kevin, your guess was close. He has 233 career home runs. 
Ah, wow. Okay. No, he was his. He again. This is the thing. That very good player. This is another tangent here. Every off season when we get to Hall of Fame and we're like, this guy's not a Hall of Famer. This guy's a clear Hall. Dude, Cliff. What what Cliff Floyd did is amazing. Again, ninety nine percent of major leaguers don't have the career that he has. Ninety nine point nine. I mean, it, the the yeah. thing. I mean, it's very tough to get to the big leagues if you is, he are had a. Yeah, eight fifty RBIs, one hundred and fifty stolen bases, career OPS of eight forty, career OPS of eight forty, OPS plus of one twenty, career. Yeah. Having having said all that, Cliff Floyd's not a Hall of Famer by no, any means. No, no, he's still. not. But, it, but but that's the thing. That's where it. Just because they're not a Hall of Famer, that doesn't mean that there aren't a really good player. And I think that's the problem with when you are lying between forty-five WAR to twenty WAR, and people are like, ah, oh, that. Like, yeah. No, that's really difficult. Yeah, and what's crazy is that the people that are saying that a lot of times are the people that are voting. Like they're not giving any consideration to the. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to say any voters in no particular, names, no but, names. you know, the guys that have, you know, mustard stains on their shirt and are, and okay, Gino I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate, yeah. but you get mm-hmm. it. They're, yeah. they're, they are so like condemning of a player's skill set, a very good player, many yeah. of them who have, you know, reached the ballot and they don't but even But that it. guy played in X city and that X city doesn't matter because it's so far. Oh, Okay. <sighs> Yeah, that's for sure. Nice. All that's right. It's nice. his fault that he was drafted by that team. His fault, man. Mm-hmm. Kevin. Uh, Zach, that was a great. That was fantastic. That war. Zach. That was fantastic. You know what? Maybe we should open up like a, I don't know how to do this, but fan given name that war. Cause that and was really And then we really just good. open it up on the spot. Like they got to yeah. title it. Yeah. Maybe like if you can send us an. Oh, okay. Well, it's usually just us two doing the yeah. show. So yeah, we can kind of, I like yeah. a third party, mm-hmm. you know, injecting name that war. That was I pretty do good. like that. That's a good idea. Zach. Thank you so much as always for joining the show. You're awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, anything you'd like to promote anything you're looking forward to in 2022? Um, uh, nothing to it. My, my Twitter, uh, real Zach Dobb. If you want to come holler at me on Twitter, um, just hoping we get to see some baseball. Hope to get to, you know, go to some games, see some of these other race fans in some games. That would be nice. That would be nice. That would be nice. All right. Uh, thank you, Zach. And thank you again, listeners, for making Locked on Rays your first listen every day. Now make your second listen at the Locked on Bets podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you Tomorrow on Friday, we'll have a mailbag episode, so stay tuned for that.